What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hacks. For your consideration, Hacks, the Emmy award-winning Max original series starring Gene Smart, explores a dark mentorship that forms between a legendary Las Vegas comedian and an entitled outcast 25-year-old writer played by Hannah Einbender. The series dazzles as a display of beguiling chemistry between Smart and Einbender, who the Chicago Sun-Times lauds as stunningly good together. Hacks is now streaming on HBO Max. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. I'm not going to lie, dear listener, this is going to be a really nerdy episode. I got to experience the joy of talking to legendary comic book creator Todd McFarlane, who's out there promoting the release of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, which is now available on VOD and Blu-ray. Why is Todd McFarlane talking about Venom? Well, if you don't know, McFarlane is one of the co-creators of the character, and in the interview, we talk about the process of creating Venom, who has now dominated the box office in multiple films. We also talk quite a bit about Todd McFarlane's other contributions to the realm of superhero storytelling as one of the founders of Image Comics and a trailblazer when it comes to creator rights in the comic book industry. You probably have read comments from comic book creators over the years who have not received any sort of royalties for the characters and stories they create that are eventually turned into major billion dollar movies. So we definitely discuss that situation and, and any possible options to help creators out who don't get that billion dollar check. Todd McFarlane and I also talk about the character who's probably his most famous creation, Spawn. He's nice enough to give us an update on the status of the proposed Spawn reboot film that's been in various stages of development for years now. He also talks about the Sam and Twitch series, which in the comics is connected to Spawn, but will look very different in the realm of TV. And obviously, we talk about the inevitable clash between Spider-Man and Venom in a proposed movie, which is bound to happen because Sony wants to make billions of dollars. But before we get to my interview, I got to tell you, the Playlist Podcast is part of the Playlist Podcast Network which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, and more. And if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your favorite shows. So it's my great pleasure to present my interview with comic book creator Todd McFarlane. And remember, Venom, Let There Be Carnage is now available wherever you purchase films. Enjoy. If I have my head down during this because I'm drawing, so... Uh, so I've got my, I got my iPad here. So if you can multitask like that, then hats off to you. That's, that's impressive. So, um, first I want to start at kind of the beginning with Venom and I want to talk about the creation of the character. Uh, you were back in the day, let's say you were right, or you were drawing amazing Spider-Man getting really popular with fans. Cause you were doing all these great poses, dynamic art, all that. And this idea of Eddie Brock getting a symbiote came about. Um, so I want to know from that idea to, the venom that we know and love. How did how did all that happen? So so let me just clear it up here. Uh, so I, I, you're off a little bit. Okay, on, fair on enough. Sort of how we got there. Um, I wasn't doing Spider Man and then did Venom. Um, venom was sort of almost in a weird way went went hand in hand with me jumping on Spider Man. Spider Man was already in Peter Parker was already in the black costume when I got there, and they wanted me to take over the book but I didn't want to draw that black costume. 
And so <laughs> from the very beginning, I didn't want to draw the black costume. So there was already a problem, right? At least for me in my immature mind. I was like, I can't draw that. That's not Spider-Man. Um, and but they really wanted me to draw him because I, you know, my career was starting to take off. And I was coming off a, you know, a, a run on Hulk. Uh, and I just said, okay, uh, well, I'll, I'll draw Spidey, but we gotta get rid of that black costume, right? Because that's not Spidey to me. Uh, you know, red, red, red and blue, red and blue, red and blue, that's Spidey. Uh, and so so uh, the conversation was, well, you know, Jim Shooter, who was the editor in chief of that at that moment, was, sort of was fond of it and had something to do with that black costume in the Secret Wars. So he was, they were like, wow, he kind of likes it. And so it wasn't so simple as we could just get rid of it, right? And put him right. back in his red and blue. So the answer that I just asked, I thought was a simple solution was, well, well why don't you just take the black costume and put it on somebody, somebody else? We'll just, we'll just, we'll just make another character. Um, again, we didn't have a name at that point. We didn't know what it was. And so I went and did a, a, a sketch. The sketch in, a, in an odd way came before the, the, I even knew that it was going to be Eddie Brock. I didn't even know, uh, which is why I made him big and hulking and made him a monster. Uh, but I, I sent the drawings and they went, yeah, cool. Okay. Th that sounds good. Uh, but is there any way, Todd, we can delay it to issue 300, <laughs> not do it on your very first issue. And I was like, yeah, okay, fine. That seemed like a compromise. And then they, they gave the drawings to uh, David Michelinie and, and he had to obviously come up with a story, came back and was like, hey, it's Eddie Brock. And I was like, what? I didn't know, I didn't know it was human. I wouldn't have drawn him like that if I knew it was human. But I, I, I sort of liked the design and it had been improved. So we just kept it thinking a little bit along the lines of uh, the Hulk, you know, where Bruce Banner can be this size and the Hulk can be this side. Didn't really have to match. So it was like, ah, come on, it's been done before. And by the way, I just came from the Hulk and I'm, I know how that works. So uh, we were off to the races uh, with, you know, Eddie Brock, who was at that point a non-descript character. And, and this new character that eventually got the name Venom um, that we had no idea at that moment was going to be what you and I are discussing today, right? And, and yeah. it was... It was a byproduct of Todd being pigheaded and not wanting <laughs> to draw that that black costume. So, so yeah, so fast forward, uh, we are now two movies in on this latest Venom franchise. Does it ever get old to see this sketch you had or, or these characters you draw be translated to the big screen? Uh, no, I mean, I mean, again, you, you know, it's like. They're like little creative children. You're going, ah, oh, they're still they're still doing good on their own. God bless <laughs> them. You know, they've moved away from mom and dad, but they're still doing good on their own. Uh, but you, you know, any any character, any story, any brand, any musicians, anything that lasts 30 years or more. Come on. I mean, you know, you can have now critics all you want. But anybody, because I, 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 I live this life, right? And I, I know what it's like to be in entertainment. I know what it's like to try and create characters that last for, you know, not only years, but for decades. It's not an easy task, right, to make an impact. Let alone what, what Venom's done made an impact globally with a, a wide range of ages. Uh, so to me, I don't. I guess because I live on that side of the fence, I don't get caught up in the aesthetics of everything. I get, I, I'm more of a cheerleader that I applaud that 
it's successful 30 years later. I'll give you a bad example. We can argue all day long whether Kiss are good musicians. <laughs> what, what I think makes them successful is that they're still here. They're still here. 30, 40, 50 years later, in a, in a shark-infested industry called music, they're still alive to do their music. That's the success. Whether you think that they're good or you like their music or not, who else has lasted as long as they have? You can start putting them on a list of probably 10 or less that have lasted. I'm not talking about now the quality of the work. We're just talking about they've lived to tell about it. That's to me is a giant victory in any industry at any time, anywhere, any place. So now, you know, you put a, a, a little bit of a idea down uh, 30 years ago and here we are, you know, Marvel's doing well with it. Sony's killing it. And, and, and they, they haven't even got to the big movie where you're going to have Spidey and Venom clash, which would just be mind-numbing for a lot of people because it'd be like, oh, my God, finally. So <laughs> there's, still, there's still a lot of room. There's still a lot of room to go up here. Which is, which uh, is crazy considering these are two movies that are like roughly billion dollars a right. piece. So, right. Yeah. It is crazy. Right. That's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You tip your hat. You tip your hat to people who create things that can have that long of an impact with that amount of success and yeah. how they got there to me. I like, I don't, I don't get worked up over that. I don't get worked up over any, I like shit. Cause I, any of us would take a billion dollar success over 30 years. Who cares? How <laughs> get, like all of us would take that rocket ride. So, yeah. So uh, it wasn't always a successful venture. Unfortunately, back in Spider-Man three, when they tried to introduce Eddie Brock, it wasn't as beloved to fans. It was a big movie. No, no doubt about that. But uh, Topher Grace's portrayal isn't beloved like Tom Hardy's. Um, so when you look back at that, what do you think separates Tom Hardy from that earlier portrayal that really resonates with fans? Um, I, well, I think a couple of things that are sort of obvious first uh, in, in the first one, uh, Venom was bad guy. Right. So he was a guy that Spidey had to beat up. So most people don't really go into movies rooting for the bad guy. Um, you know, it was like, oh, Spider-Man. I think uh, they're still trying to find their footing on the character of Spider-Man himself in those movies. Uh, and they had, you know, some mixed uh, results with some of those early movies. So now fast forward and what you've got now is, you know, obviously a, a new actor, a new visual. I mean, the, the look of them is way more imposing and impressive. Um, and Similar to how somebody drew them so many years ago. Yeah. Which, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little biased. Um, and, and you're able to devote two hours to the character. And he's now gone into the middle, not sort of a superhero, but an anti-hero. Uh, and, and you can develop it. And I think you can get a lot more people sort of concerned and or interested in a character that you get to give them a lot of time instead of them being the foil that you know is going to get beat at the end of a movie. So I don't, I don't know that it's complete apples to apples uh, comparing those two sort of attempts because I don't think both of them were trying to accomplish the thing, same thing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit because I think outside of 
the comic book community, people might not understand how much of a trailblazer you were in the realm of creator rights, uh, launching Image Comics in the 90s. And, and really, you know, Spawn is, of course, like a record-breaking success for you. So I'm, I'm curious what you think about the, you're experiencing this with Venom, but uh, this idea that Marvel and DC are making these billion dollar movies and, you know, work for hire guys like yourself at the time, you know, yeah. you're not getting that billion dollar check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so do you think it's now more important than ever to, to really do create our own stuff or to champion that stuff? Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously for 30 years uh, since I left Marvel that, you know, been, been advocating, hey, once you go and work for the big guys, maybe make your career. I th- there are options out there. You can go out and do it. You can get a bigger piece of the pie. So the option to go out and create your own stuff uh, is there, right? I mean, uh, you know, I've got Spawn. My 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 partner did Walking Dead, uh, Robert Kirkman. Uh, so the 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 big opportunity is still there. I I, I still think it, that they could share a few more crumbs uh, with some of the people along the way when you have a big success. I mean, I'm a businessman, right? And I don't make nearly as much as sort of big corporations in the world and Hollywood, I, I, but, I, and maybe it's just a Canadian in me. I was born in Canada. <laughs> uh, you know, if all of a sudden somebody said, hey, Todd made a billion dollars or something, I'd probably hunt down a couple of the people that had a little bit of an impact and sort of, sort of, give them what would still be crumbs, but at least acknowledge a little bit. Hey, cool. Thanks. Right. Thanks. Thanks yeah. for your input. That'd be, it's, it's awesome. So uh, they're not obligated uh, because, you know, depending on the contracts that certain people did or whatever else, I, but I just think, I think it's sort of buys a lot of goodwill, if you will. Uh, and it doesn't cost you a lot because we, we don't need much of starving artists to sort of put a smile on our face. But uh, but anyway, each company has to make their own decisions on how they're going to deal with all of that. So do you think there's an easy fix or is it just a matter of, you know, just a little the crumbs you said? No, I, 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 well, in a word, I actually think it is an easy fix. I think you just go from one crumb to two crumbs. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, guys, like it's it, you don't even know how little it would take uh, to basically buy a ton of goodwill. Right. It would be sort of less than you're probably paying for your parking spot for your car right now. <laughs> um, but or the, the budget for food or something. Yeah. But I, but you know, every company has to make their own decisions on on how all that works. I mean, I, I do it myself in my own companies. So uh so you just I you just leave it to everybody, you know. I mean, again, everybody has to sort of run their businesses the way they see fit. Uh, and my my job is to not, not tell anybody how to do it. I just run my business the way I see, and I assume they do what they do. And if it's working for them, you know, there's not a lot of motivation to sort of alter it too much. So. Yeah. So I, I want to quickly talk about Spawn, which is, you know, the thing that you've been devoting a lot of your comic career on the last three decades. Um, over 300 issues, record-breaking, all that stuff. Uh, but this was a, a – a, you've – ventured into Hollywood quite a bit with Spawn, um, starting 25 years ago with the, the 97 movie. Um, I, I tend to think that that's a bit of a trailblazing movie itself, uh, kind of a before its time with the, you know, black lead actor, all this stuff. Uh, looking back on it, it wasn't, you know, obviously a huge blockbuster, but do you think that it was misunderstood a bit? Um, 
I, I, I think it was obviously it was way ahead of the superhero curve. <laughs> yeah. So it might have done a little bit better if it came out eight years later, ten years later. Um, uh, it was it was a it was a double. It wasn't a home run. It was a double. Um, I I think you know there's a bunch of us on the movie. We we're all newbies, and we made some mistakes. That in hindsight, I I I I would have corrected. Um, but that's that's what you know times for right you you do things you come up with ideas you create things and then you look at them and and then you put hopefully smart people in a room and then you say hey what should we keep the next time and what should we let go of uh and see if we can do a better version of it uh on on the next go around right so i mean everybody strives to improve in any craft or job that they work at uh to make it better so uh, it was it was a moment in time and, and it worked. Um, but the, the you mentioned it earlier, the first superhero lead for a minority. Uh, that's I, I'm I'm pretty proud of that fact. Yeah, and 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 now today, I, last we heard, you're still actively working on developing a reboot of that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're not going to break news here, but I just want to make sure that's still in development. Yeah, no, I I I, I told a couple of people today there should be some meaningful announcement first half of next year. There has, there has to be, if it, if it doesn't, then something's breaking down, right? We just, <laughs> there's too many right now. Everybody's pushing, we're working hard and everybody's pushing in that direction in a, in a, in a very, very focused way right now. And we've added some people to it on Great. top of it. So um, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to say, Hey, we found, we found a studio and we've got a, we've got a budget and we've got to launch a production date. So that, that should be the next big piece of news. Uh, one, one other thing that was recently announced or recently being this year was a Sam and Twitch TV series. Uh, just as a comic book fan, if the spawn reboot and the Sam and Twitch TV series are going to be interconnected at any way or play in no. the same sandbox. No, no. I, uh, going back to what I was saying on Venom, right. Again, you don't, you don't let tails wag dogs, right. You just, your your job is to you're making a Venom movie. Your job is to entertain moviegoers for two hours, right? Your job isn't to entertain all the people who buy the comic book called Venom, and or and my job isn't to entertain all the Spawn fans who buy the comic book. It's to look broader than that and say that 99.9 percent of the people on the planet do not collect the comic. So try and you know try and entertain them and not offend those that buy the comic or read the novel or listen to the music or whatever it is that's inspiring or play the video game, right? The origin, the, the source material, as we call it. Uh, uh, so TV is TV, has its own set of rules, bam. And then the movie would be the movie. And it's okay if they both have slightly different uh, sort of ways to construct their stories and how they get there. So. Great. And so, uh, you know, you, you teased it at first or earlier, the Venom versus Spidey thing. So before I let you go, I'm curious if there's one scene that you're dying to see in a, Sp- a Spidey Venom movie, is there anything that pops in your head? Yeah. Uh, no, you know, what would be curious is um, now that I think about it, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it because to me, I, everything was like visual, right? Like, oh right. my God, Spidey Venom is going to be super cool, super cool, super cool. But now, now, now that I think about it, still. Uh, and the writers would have completely done the opposite. 
uh, is what happens when they actually do confront each other? What like what does that mean? Like, are they on the same side? Are they are they good guy, bad guy, or are they sort of like siblings? Where like, oh, okay, I'll put up with your crap, you know, because you get stuff done, but I don't really like your methods. Uh, um, and and so you run into that uh, when you get into some of the sort of the group books and the group movies. Everybody doesn't have to have the the same sort of fighting operandi, uh, and sometimes it rubs other people wrong. Uh, so I'm, you know, uh, uh, so yeah, what happens when they finally get to, are they pals or aren't they? Cause that, cause depending what that answer is dictates what we're about to see on the screen now visually and how cool that can be. Uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see how, how that coin lands, uh, when, when, uh, you know, Marvel and Sony decide to sort of pull that 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 trigger, if you will, which they will, because the because they're as smart as you and I, knowing that Venom Venom Spidey got to be on screen at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, they have together, to. together, together. Yeah. Um, and and finally, you you did work with both DC and Marvel. Is there one character that you worked on or that you love that you're just waiting for the big two to to bring to the screen? Wow, I didn't, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really do a wide, a wide range uh, of them. But uh, I was, when I was writing my own stuff for Marvel, I, I, you know, just like with Venom, who to me is a monster or creature. Uh, my entire run on the, the Spider-Man book I wrote was essentially monsters, right? So you had, you had Lizard, you had Hobgoblin, you had Ghost Rider, you had Wendigo, you, and now like Morbius like cool more right <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna be curious to see how crazy that movie gets right uh because if it gets crazy and it works woo, it just opens up another can to keep reiterating what i keep saying which is i think there's an appetite for a wide range of heroes and characters and some of those are dark and not very polite right and so you've seen it now recently with you know a little bit with Wolverine uh, uh, and and now with uh, Venom, you, you could even sort of go in, although it was a villain with Joker movie. Um, you know, geeks are, geeks are now from five to 85. And so you, I, I don't think you have to sort of limit yourself the way we used to maybe 20, 30 years ago, where we thought, oh, superheroes are just for kids, right? So you can, I think you can put up on screen a big array of stories to be told. So um, I'm, I'm sort of looking forward to seeing how the tapestry of superheroes expand. Yeah, great. So I got to wrap up, but I want to again, thank you, uh, Todd McFarlane, creator of, of Venom, one of the biggest heroes. Co-creator. In, oh, co-creator. Yes, co-creator uh, of Venom, one of the biggest Marvel heroes, kind of anti-heroes of all time. So thanks for talking with me. It's been great. Yeah, you'd be good. Uh,